<laughs> well, folks, as for the rest of the story, he went down in his story. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. All right. It's our holiday show, which we have fun with every year. Uh, we've always run really long in the past, so we're going to try to make this uh, not too taxing so everybody has time to go out and shop and get your trees and do whatever else you're going to do. Um, but uh, it, it, we, we've also been, like, crazy busy the last couple of weeks. We both had uh, film week, and um, yeah, it's been nuts. Uh, preparing for the big vote. Yeah. How do you feel about award season? Um, you, um, since we've been getting some stacks uh, of movies that I had not seen yet, to be frank, right? You know, over, yeah. the, over the course of the year, you know, I, I, I missed a number of, of major yeah, films. I now I feel better about it now than I did before I started watching some of these movies yeah. that I just hadn't seen. Uh, um, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if you had a chance I, to. I didn't have a chance last night. You, I was yeah, I mean, so tired. You see what I mean? It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those Safety Brothers things. And the Safety Brothers can be, you know. I, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Miss. But it's one of those, you know how Adam Sandler is. Yeah. Bad movie, bad movie, bad movie, bad movie. Great movie. <laughs> That's yeah. in this. Yeah. In this, I think this is Adam's great movie after six or seven. You know, yeah, whatever. Uh, he's because he's. Just, it's, it's all about him. He's yeah. just. He's just given this performance of a lifetime. Uh, in that movie. Other than that, man, it's hard to call. It's going to be hard to call it's, this year. It is. It feels in ev- like in, in, in every category. I can't even make up my mind about Docs. I know. Same here. I'm. I'm. Uh, I. I feel like it is on balance a stronger year there's no one or two films that incredibly stand out like I could not right now say you know normally we can say oh here are the two that are going to be in the Oscar runoff you know it's a race between LA Confidential and Titanic or between No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood right you know you usually have the two that are that are out there uh, Schindler's List and uh, Remains of the Day right there's usually two that kind of are up out or out front uh, mm-hmm. ahead of everything else and I don't, I don't see that this year. I feel like it's kind of a toss-up. I do have a weird thing uh, where, you know, a, a couple of films that I understand will be contenders and that people are talking about. And, yeah. And, and, and some people, most a lot of people seem to really love uh, are films that I really don't like at all. Yeah. I don't like A Marriage Story. I don't either. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't either. Well, you know what I... It's what I texted you the other day. I said, I've decided that Marriage Story is uh, basically Kramer versus Kramer if it was just insufferably up its own ass. colon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. I had yeah. to go there. And, yeah. and, and, and not, the, and, you know, not for nothing, Noah's been doing that for 25 years now. Yeah, I from, mean... From kicking and screaming, he has been whining about his Upper East Side if, life. I might have been able to get on board that film more if, number one, it didn't so completely mirror Kramer versus Kramer in crucial scenes, which it does, and not to its own benefit. It's to its detriment. There are scenes where I'm like, Kramer did that better. Mm. Kramer did that better. Mm. Kramer did that better. The the big blow-up, I mean, this isn't giving anything away from anybody, yeah, no, but, but the, big, the, you know, the big blow-up where they both kind of just let it all loose on each other. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. Like that doesn't that scene doesn't happen. That comparable scene in Kramer is split between about three or four other scenes and the build is better. I mean the thing where this thing yeah, yeah, Oh come on. Yeah. That was shtick. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's completely ridiculous. It belongs in a different movie. I mean, come on. Um the the uh 
and and the fact that he's a he runs a theater company yeah, yeah, and she's an actress. I just wanted to. I'm like seriously. And and I didn't think either of them were very good parents. Yeah, I'd yeah. have taken that kid away from both of them. You know, and and it's funny because you think about the cons- not, well, it, it wasn't a constraint at the time, but when yeah. Kramer faces the politics, the sort of social politics were completely different. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, the notion that that Dustin, you know, Kramer, it has yeah. is that I'm a man and I should not be. The person raising exactly. this child, you know, this is an incorrect sort of thing. And then he f- eventually works his way around to loving and wanting to be the father of the child, and then fighting for the child. This is not a notion that exists today. No. There, there are there are no contemporary fathers uh, who 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 would be fighting uh, for the child to be taken by the mother. They, no, yeah. <laughs> kid, yeah. kid can stay with me. That's so it's not a contemporary sort yeah. of thing. Um, so anyway, that's one. Not a gigantic fan of the Irishman. Not a gigantic, you know, which is on in the back right yeah, now. Yeah, we're watching it here. I mean, I respect the Irishman, but I told you this after I saw it because I went and saw it screened. Yeah. I sat in a theater for three and a half hours. I wasn't able to break it up like some people are. Yeah. And I know some people are doing that. They're kind of binging it, and they're, they're much more forgiving of it because they're watching it like episodes. Yeah. No. If you sit in a theater and you watch that thing for three and a half hours without an intermission, you come away saying... That movie, Thelma needed to cut about an hour out of that mm, movie, mm. at least 40 minutes. Mm. Th- that, the amount of story that sits in this movie, truly, probably two and a half, 240 tops. Mm. There's not more story here than there is in Goodfellas. Yeah. There just isn't. Yeah. Goodfellas is just as big of a story, but it's two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. And tight. Uh, yeah, look, um, and then, of course, they're doing that thing in The Irishman uh, that they can do now. They're using that technology. Yeah. Uh, where they can young people up some, yeah, uh, young people up quite a bit. They do no, that. This not week. not a fan of it. Either. Oh, it's terrible. I, 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 it, it, they do a better job of it here than they yeah. have in other movies. Oh, yeah, well, like Aquaman but, or whatever before yeah. they made uh, Nicole Kidman oh, look, look eighteen. Uh, but I don't want to see that at all. I just you know I mean I, it's just uh, make make all of that go away. Um, and and I, I imagine particularly when you're going really young, uh, yeah, 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 the, the Godfather two. Imagine the Godfather two. Yeah, instead of Robert De Niro. Playing the young Corleone, yeah. yeah, you had some sort of Marlon Brando face <laughs> right. just squoze down like they did Will yeah. Smith and Gemini Man, and you see, yeah. and, and, and now and no. The Godfather too, you got some no. sort of technology Marlon Brando walking around playing some younger version, I, rather I, than just hiring I will, Robert De Niro. I will also say, Little Women, I totally respect what she was trying to do doesn't work for me. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. There's too much flipping around in time, too much trying to, you know, I and we're going to talk a little bit more about that cuz the uh the Jillian Anderson Little Women factors in with our our stuff today. But um yeah, I mean nicely done. It was funny. Lu- I've got I've got to give a shout out to uh to Julia Luke Thompson's wife. Yeah. Uh, who said the most perfect thing on uh, on Facebook? She said it. It started off. I got to get this right. Hold on. What did she say? It started off like a. Um, oh, she compared two different commercials. <laughs> no, it was great. She said it started off like a, an Urban Outfitters ad, and it ended up like a Ralph Lauren ad. <laughs> I thought, Luke, your wife just totally upstaged you. That's the best review I've heard of Little Women all the, the, the whole season. It started off like an Urban Outfitters ad, and it ended up like a Ralph Lauren ad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, but so there are there are those things. But you know what? Love Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. I quite like 1917. I think I like it maybe a little less than others, uh, just because I'm very aware of the the continuous shot gimmick. But boy, I think it really, 
I think it. I think it's got some great stuff in it. Uh, some Ford really versus stuff. Ferrari in particular, quite good. But for some reason, I, I don't see the Academy or many of these. Songs. Too commercial. Yeah. You know, I don't so see too much the, of a crowd pleaser. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, yeah. I don't see that being the one. Um, uh, Nineteen Seventeen could be. Uh, I haven't watched. There are a few films I have not watched yet uh, that I think could possibly be in the running. But it's you know, it does look like a really competitive year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it looks like a really competitive year. Us, I think, is going to come make a comeback in certain categories. Best picture, I don't think. No, best no, actress, no. For actress, sure. the best, best actress for Lupita. Screenplay, absolutely. possibly. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Kind of like Get Out. Uh yeah, they've they've done a really good job marketing that with the big book and the whole thing. Oh my goodness, the dude, the swag. It's been ridiculous, right? That Irishman book is insane. It's it weighs three pounds. I know. It, it, it's a coffee table book, but yeah. it's as big as your whole coffee table. Yeah. It's the only one you can put on your coffee table. We've gotten three coffee table books. We got one for Marriage Story, one for us, and one for the Irishman. Yeah. And uh, Netflix is pulling no punches. And then, for some godforsaken weird reason, Sony Classics sent us an Almodovar pin. <laughs> that weird pin. It's a little pin with a cartoon face of Almodovar <laughs> and white hair, and it says Pedro Almodovar in text <laughs> underneath <laughs> it. Like, what, what am the, I going to do with that? What did I expect people to do with that? And the, and the letter was hilarious. It said, for all of your hard work this year, we want to <gasps> thank you and give you this uh, Pedro Almodovar pin. It's yeah, like, why? We know you've been waiting on that. Well, who, who even manufactured that pin? <laughs> it's, so it's the weirdest but thing. But you know in what? The world. It is a very Pedro Almodovar thing. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, That's exactly. What yeah, it's exactly what he'd do. Good oh, grief. Well, we're gonna get into stuff. So we've got uh, we've got a lot of seasonally themed stuff. We've got um, movie special edition box sets and steel books. All this great gift stuff that we're gonna recommend. We got TV box sets. Um, we got a great bunch of it, it's all gift guide stuff. It's it's uh, so we're gonna make a fun recommendation out of all of this. Um, I guess I'm gonna start off with the one and only title we have that I'm gonna recommend for Hanukkah. Hanukkah always gets short shrift. People don't release DVDs and Blu-rays for Hanukkah. But I thought this was interesting. Sisu, who is exclusively a distributor of uh, of anything that is Jewish-themed, they have one that is actually really quite interesting. It's called, uh, it, it's by a filmmaker named Hanuk Teller. And uh, it is called Reb Elamelech and the Hasidic Legacy of Brotherhood. And uh, this is basically the... Um, it's kind of like a a musical ish look at the growth of the Hasidic movement, and uh, it's really interesting. Uh, even if you're not Jewish, I think it's quite interesting. It speaks to a a, a sometimes marginalized part of the uh, Jewish community, the Jewish experience in America, and I think uh, I think it's really worth checking out if you have an interest in this area. So, um, you know, we want to make at least one mention of one thing that had some kind of a, a Hanukkah theme to it. And uh, we didn't have anything Hanukkah themed, but this certainly is in the uh, the cultural area, and it is called Reb Elimelech and the Hasidic Legacy of Brotherhood from Sisu Entertainment. A uh, few things Christmas themed, more specifically on the music end. I want to make mention this is not specifically Christmas themed, but it it uh, it's kind of in the pocket. This is a um, a CD and pure audio Blu-ray combination set with a documentary film on it uh, called Lost Voices of Hagia Sophia by Capella Romana. Um, Hagia Sophia, of course, is the the former Orthodox cathedral in Istanbul, which was a cathedral when it was Constantinople. It is now a mosque, so it kind of uh, straddles two worlds, two continents, two religions in its history. And um, this is medieval Byzantine chant 
that has, was performed there by the Capella Romana group, which is a, uh, a, a, a capella, an a cappella singing uh, group that is quite historic and extraordinary. This is from this year. And it is absolutely wonderful. If you love Byzantine chant, and I do, it's very old world and very historic sounding. Uh, this is wonderful. And the documentary is absolutely terrific. Um, it's, it's called The Voice of Hagia Sophia by uh, a Turkish filmmaker named Duyju Eruçman. And it was made just last year. And it is, uh, it is a, a really quite wonderful um, very inspirational, very um, you know, cross-cultural. So uh, check that out, Lost Voices of Hagia Sophia, Capella Romana. Uh, definitely very cool. Also have uh, Sarah Brightman in concert, Him, H-Y-M-N. Uh, this is also a Blu-ray and CD combination set. Sarah Brightman it, it just has one of those angelic voices, even though she is not married to uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber anymore. She does a lot of stuff on here that she is obviously associated with of his, notably Phantom of the Opera. And uh, otherwise, there's just some really, really beautiful stuff here that's very much in the uh, spirit of the season. Carpe diem, um, uh, canto per noi, uh, pied Jesus, a whole bunch of stuff on here. Uh, much more specific to Christmas is a Blu-ray um, of Johann Sebastian Bach's Christmas Oratorio. This is from Accentus Music. It was recorded last year in Leipzig, Germany, and it is stunningly beautiful. This is the Weihnachts Oratorium uh, and the uh, Thoman Choir from Leipzig performing it. It is uh, really, really just uh, spectacular. If you've never heard Bach's Christmas Oratorio, you need to. It's just, it is really one of the all-time great pieces of Christmas music, right up there with Handel's uh, Messiah. We also have Tchaikovsky's uh, Nutcracker and Mouse King from the Opera House in Zurich, also from Accentus Music. Uh, this is also a Blu-ray, and uh, it's a beautiful staging by uh, stage director Christian Spook who choreographed it, and, uh, you know, the Nutcracker, you can't go wrong. This is probably the uh, the coolest and best one to see this season. And then a nice uh, boxed set, a Blu-ray box set, the Frederick Ashton Collection, Volume 2, which includes uh, La Fille Malgardée, Tales of Beatrix Potter, and Sylvia. This is as performed by the Royal Ballet at the Royal Opera House from Opus Arte. And uh, it's just a lovely, lovely box set for your classical music and ballet fans, so... That is what we have on the music end of things. Um, Tim, let's do a little, little television. Yeah, let's do a little television, and then I'll, I'll, I'll start rolling through some of the uh, specifically Christmas stuff. All righty, sir. Good idea. Uh, a couple of Batman things here. First, Batman Beyond. I particularly love this animated series uh, that began back in 1999. I love the, the, the subtle concept of it. So you have this young man. Um, uh, whose whose father was murdered. His name's Terry McGinnis. His his father was murdered, and he uh, steals Batman's high tech suit. Actually, Bruce Wayne kind of lets him steal the suit, uh, and and he he's gonna get his revenge. Nice. And Batman sort of trains him with the, and all this kind of stuff. And he becomes the sort of surrogate Batman for this long running series, fifty two episodes of this highly highly designed animated series. I love the Batman costume in this series. It's just sort of sleek and 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 black with this big red bet right in the center of it, and the inside of the wings are also Red. Uh, it's just a just a really wicked series. Anyway, this is the complete series, Batman Beyond. It comes with a little uh, one of those little toys, limited edition, exclusive bobblehead sort of dolls, uh, along with the series on Blu-ray and and, uh, and digital. 
all kinds of special features with this uh, six this set, which includes all 52 episodes and 18 hours worth of um, uh, behind the scenes and uh, other adventures and stuff like that. The other little piece of Batman is the complete series Gotham, um, which is a series that I saw that slipped into a little bit late but came to really, really thoroughly enjoy back when it started in 2014. Uh, with Jada Pinkett and everybody else on the show, um, uh, this I love the I love the sort of myth of uh, Batman, the sort of storytelling about young totally. Batman mm-hmm. uh, in this series. You know, a lot of the same stuff happens, but then it goes off on its own tangent. Uh, and of course, most of this is really about Jim Gordon, uh, who will eventually become Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, uh, it's a you know, neat little storyline. Penguin has a great. Uh, fantastic role to play, but everybody's just a little bit younger. I- interesting on the on the heels of Joker, uh, which came, Todd Phillips' this Joker, which came out I guess a few weeks ago now, did really really well that movie. Yep, it's done, uh, still doing really well. Yeah, it sort of built a little myth there. There's a Joker. There's a Joker backstory myth in this series too. I got to tell you, I really love it, uh, and I'm, I'm in certain ways I like it more than that movie. Although the movie was actually pretty good. So um, here you have a four disc set. Uh, from the let's see, from the first season all the way through the fifth season, which was the final season uh, for Gotham. Good, good stuff. Oak Island, The Curse of Oak Island, is a Canadian television series which I rather enjoyed too. Uh, it was on for six seasons. It's still running. It's about this family uh, who, when they released little kids, uh, found out about this uh, uh, this this uh, story of a treasure that was hidden on this island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty years later, they 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 gathered together enough money so they can actually buy uh, a big chunk of this island and go looking for this treasure. And what they find is uh, more interesting than that. Um, it's a really really neat uh, series. It's still going on. This is six seasons. Uh, on 23 discs. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, The Curse of Oak Island from the History so Channel. So it's, it's just, that's a show that has never been on my radar, and I'm kind of amazed that it's it's been going on that long, and I've barely even heard of it. Yeah, man. Uh, all five seasons of the original Charlie's Angels to complete series with every person who played an angel uh, back in the day anyway. Um, uh, in this series, absolutely love this. This comes on the heels of the release of the Charlie's Angels. Yeah, the what new, reboot? Would call the it a re- reboot, reboot, or continuation, or whatever. It's that's it, tanked so yeah, badly. It, it's, it's a dead franchise now. Officially. Didn't make any money. Didn't make yeah. any money. Which is a shame. I really like Kirsten Stewart in that particular series. But and Elizabeth Banks was directing. She's been doing pretty well with those Pitch Perfect movies. It's but a this setback. one. This one did not it hit. It is a setback. Uh, nevertheless, uh, you can't go wrong with the uh, complete series of Charlie's Angels. Uh, two complete uh, boxes here, one with 10 discs, the other one uh, with another 10 discs. It's just fantastic. Not a whole lot of special features here, I have to say. Uh, but nevertheless, if you just like the series uh, in its own right, you're going to love it. This is just a, you know, a, a sort of an amazing pop culture series. And let me say, I, 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 a lot of people look at this series and they think to myself, oh, this is like an exploitation series. Explo-. No. no. These no. were badass women. Totally. Who were cops and, and, and given the opportunity you know, to carry guns and go out there and catch bad guys. Let me, it's okay that they happen to be working for a dude. Let me tell you something. Uh, Charlie's Angels, when I look back on it, because I was a kid when Charlie's Angels was on, and it was that was a remarkably smart and subversive show. It is one of those rare cases where a, a, a something actually does get to have it both ways and get away with it. Mm-hmm. This was a show about women who had been disregarded as police officers 
And they were now able to fulfill their, I mean, it's a feminist theme. They now became private eyes who were better than police officers. The really tough stuff all came to them. And at the same time, they got to wear bikinis and be unbelievably sexy and work it and and use all of their feminine wiles. And here I am. Their entire skill set. I am a pubescent boy watching this show, and I am excited about two things. Sexy women and liberated women. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It's not Bella Abzug. These things are not mutually exclusive. That's That's an amazing thing. For a kid my age at that time, and I was only a few years older than you, but again, it was it was it yeah. was a part of a narrative that trained me to 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 enjoy beautiful. That's look, it. I enjoy beautiful, sexy women, but to understand that those beautiful, sexy women aren't pushovers. That's right, uh, and, and 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 they can Smart handle it. Show. So, yeah, Smart yeah, show, yeah, Smart show, well ahead of its time. Uh, Charlie's Angels, and man, this is a big ass box for the uh, complete series, limited edition, complete series of the Big Bang Theory. Yep. Uh, which I guess what completed just a couple of uh, last season, two seasons ago, maybe yeah. something like that. They completed. Yeah. Man, uh, all twelve seasons, two hundred seventy nine episodes, twelve hours of content. Oh man, all sorts of never uh, before seen footage and featurettes and behind the scenes stuff. So for the Big Bang completists, for those who have been sticking in there for the last twelve years. Uh, this this big old box is for you. Got to tell you this. I think I watched a grand total of three episodes <laughs> of The Big Bang Theory over the course of 12 years, two of them probably accidentally. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say a whole lot about that. Plainly a very popular series. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. I'm more of a Carol Burnett guy. There we go. The Carol Burnett Show, 50th anniversary edition, the best of The Carol Burnett Show. This is just an absolutely fantastic box. It's uh, 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 just, just gorgeous, and you know, there's really not much more to say about that. The Carol Burnett Show, just a classic, iconic uh, show, full of everything that you see now, and all the, I mean, everything from Saturday Night Live yep. to everything. Carol Burnett was doing it back in the day, and she was doing it in, ba- in Bob Mackie uh, fashion. Yeah, that's right. So you know, can't go Gee, we forget about that. that. Yeah, you want to pick it up? I'm picking it up. We're going to do the Christmas theme stuff now, and I'm going to talk about two right now from different generations, different eras, but both of them from Paramount, and we got a giveaway for each of them. Uh, the uh, the first one is Frank Capper's It's a Wonderful Life, finally out on 4K. That is historic. This is the first time on 4K. It's got new special features on it. Um, the the it, It's a little bit funny here because it says <laughs> features HDR, high dynamic range for brighter, deeper, more lifelike colors. Psst, it's a black and white <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because it's just the generic HDR thing, but somebody should have thought, you know, yeah. I, I don't think that quite. It probably um, cost too much money to change the text. Yeah, I mean, they do have the the colorized version of it, but it's on the Blu-ray. It's not on the 4K, so it kind of doesn't make sense. But uh, forget about the colorized version; it's garbage. Yeah, it, it's a t- it's one of those Ted Turner things. It's just awful. Um, but nonetheless, special features include the original cast party home movies, which I had never seen before, and uh, a thing on restoring it in 4K. And they do a really, really nice job. Paramount did do a, a great job of this. It's not, uh, it's not overdone. It's not. Uh, they don't take the grain out. It still looks the way that it, it needs to look, just sharper, and that's really nice. And my daughter's going to see this hopefully this year for the first time from 1946. In any case, we are, courtesy of Paramount, able to give away three of these on 4K. Just send us an email to gods. And I'm, gonna, I'm only going to say this once because you, know you know the email address is gods at digigods.com, gods at cinegods.com. For all of our email, for all of our giveaways, put your name and address in the body. 
and then put the specific word that I give you for each title in the subject line. That filters everything so that we can do the giveaways properly. Um, and for this one, make it Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y. Jimmy will get you in the contest for It's a Wonderful Life. We're giving away three of these on 4K. And uh, we need to receive these by December 8th. That's Sunday, December 8th is the last day that uh, we'll get you in on all the contests. And uh, then we will uh, pick winners and uh, start getting those alerted and notified the week of the 8th, beginning on the 9th, Monday the 9th. But three, it's a wonderful life, 4Ks. Jimmy is the, uh, is the word that will get you into that contest. Uh, we also have, from Paramount, Buttons, A Christmas Tale, which is, a, it's, it's shockingly good. I, I thought, oh, this really looks like something that they just sort of threw together because you get jaded with all the Hallmark stuff and all the Lifetime stuff, right? Mm, Every year, yeah. the, you know, Hallmark and Lifetime make about 850 new Christmas movies and you get jaded with anything new. You know what? This director, Tim Janis, who I'm not terribly familiar with, uh, did a really, really wonderful job putting together a kind of a new magical Christmas uh, story. And uh, this is about these two orphan girls who just want to find a home for Christmas. And they have, naturally, as things often are in these things, you know, you have a guardian angel in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Well, you got two guardian angels here, played by Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury. I guarantee you that's what got this movie made. Orphans, guardian angels, yeah, 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 what else? And Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury play the, uh, play the guardian angels. Done. It's got Disney written all over it, except it's Paramount who made it. In any case, they load the rest of this thing up with amazing talent as well. Roma Downey, Jane Seymour. Uh, it, it's really a lovely, lovely little movie. It, I wish it was on Blu-ray. It's not. It's Dove approved. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, that's just such a thing. <laughs> but uh, it's called Buttons, A Christmas Tale, and it is narrated by Robert Redford and Kate Winslet. We are able to give away three of these on DVD. And just say, uh, your, ta- your, your uh, word for this is buttons, B-U-T-T-O-N-S. Don't spell it weird or anything. Buttons. Uh, other Christmas um, titles that are out this season, uh, once again, Alistair Sim in A Christmas Carol, uh, courtesy of uh, VCI. They release this in a Christmas edition every year. It continues to be great. It's got a wonderful, wonderful collection of extras on it, uh, audio commentary by Marcus Hearn and George Cole. I watched this again uh, last year, right on Christmas Eve. It is just so perfect and so creepy. Alistair Sim is so good. Uh, really, all, one of the all-time great Christmas movies. It still holds up. Just terrific. Um, you know, we're pushing like we're 80 years, pretty pretty much 80 years uh, past it. In any case, Christmas mm-hmm. Carol with Alistair Sim out again. Um, the a, a Cinderella Story Christmas Wish. Uh, on Blu-ray and DVD combo set. I'm not giantly a fan of the whole uh, Cinderella story thing, but you know what? I can be... Uh, I, I, I will de-scrooge myself. This has a Movies Anywhere code on it, and uh, it's nice that they went and did a did a, a Christmas variation on this Christmas wish. It's in keeping with the whole, the whole thing. You know, Warner Brothers has done pretty well with this Cinderella story stuff, so, um, you know, enjoy it. Veggie Tales had to get in on the uh, the thing. They have a brand new The Best Christmas Gift show. Um, this has new song remixes on it and uh, kind of a Christmas song and story mashup thing. 
Um, this is all meant to be very educational and kind of faith affirming. There's a, there's a, this is a faith based animated series, and uh, Christmas time perfect opportunity to uh, to to put all that together and and make it. Uh, kind of bring it thematically together and uh, the best Christmas gift is quite entertaining and uh, it's great for kids uh, we also have the Ultimate Holiday Collection which is a DreamWorks Blu-ray with nine different holiday themed variations on their franchises um, it's very much promotion of all of DreamWorks' stuff I mean it's really it's it, 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 I mean, it, it, you have, for example, Shrek the Halls. It's a Shrek thing. Uh, Trolls Holiday. Cute. Uh, another Shrek themed thing. Donkeys Caroling Christmas Tacular. Could have done better with the name. Merry Madagascar. Uh, Dragon's Gift uh, of the Night Fury. It's a, you know, how to tame your dragon tail that's set mm. for the holidays. Kung Fu Panda Holiday. Kind of cute. Rise of the Guardians, not very good because the original movie was not good. Uh, Home for the Holidays is uh, more traditional 2D animation. It's cute. And then the one, really the only one on here that I thoroughly enjoyed without reservation is Madagascar Penguins in a Christmas caper. That was hilarious. That was genuinely, truly spectacular. I can't get enough of those penguins. They're really great. A bunch of bonus features on here, including sing-along music videos of the Penguins, which are great, and a pop-up book, 12 Days of Christmas. It's pretty great. Ultimate Holiday Collection, nine stories from DreamWorks Animation. And then uh, one, I'll, I'll do two more here before we, uh, I'll turn it back over to Tim. Uh, I've got uh, the Illumination production of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which is too long, but, uh, you know, we've had a lot of different versions of The Grinch. We had the original, uh, obviously, the book, mm. the Dr. Seuss book. We had the television special that mm. everyone loves where Chuck Jones kind of combines his sensibilities with uh, with Dr. Seuss. Mm. Then we had the Jim Carrey live-action film. Ooh. Yeah. And now they said, okay, let's see if we can do something closer to the animated special, the Chuck Jones. Let in Illumination. You're forgetting about that one from a couple of years ago. There was another one. There was one, one other one where they changed the storyline with and, and Tracy. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all about the little Grinch baby. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is this is the story elaborately drawn out by Illumination, the people who do the uh, Despicable Me movies, uh, drawn out to uh, feature length. It's a little long. Some of the voice casting doesn't work for me, but I I did appreciate it more than the Jim Carrey film, and it has three mini movies on it as well, and uh, you know a, a, a music video and a bunch of other things. So, um, you know what? I'm not gonna be a Grinch about it. The Grinch is okay with its mini movies, Blu-ray and DVD combo set with a movies anywhere code included. And then before I turn it back over to Tim, here's one. I I I don't even know how to review this. Um. Hulk Hogan stars in Santa with Muscles on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, I don't know where this came from. This was in 1996. I'd never heard of this before. Are you I, aware I, that this I, even existed? No. 96? 96. Oh. 96. Oh. Santa with Muscles. It's the strangest thing ever. Uh, this is really, really in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians territory. This is, this is just utterly bizarre. Mill Creek released this or re-released it. And um, basically, Hulk Hogan plays uh, some facsimile of himself, a guy, you know, who's, uh, who's become like a muscle, a big muscular guy who's become kind of a health food mogul. 
and um, he has turned very scroogey and um, winds up through a series of really, really contrived circumstances that all seem to be very Home Alone kind of inspired. Um, he winds up pretending to be Santa Claus in a mall, and then he gets a head injury, and <laughs> and then this elf convinces him that he's actually Santa, and it just it goes it goes, and then the the kids enter the picture, and then the thing gets really, really saccharine and silly. It's so weird. You have to see it to believe it. It really is strange. And the strangest thing about it is that uh, Clint Howard's in it. Oh, well. (laughs) Like, it's not weird enough that Hulk Hogan is in it, but then Clint Howard shows up, and you're like, but wait a minute, Ron Howard didn't direct it. Why is Clint Howard in this? The arbitrary appearance of Clint Howard. I don't understand. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, Santa with muscles, Hulk Hogan, one-of-a-kind movie. I'm going to finish off a few TVs. Well, this one here is a combination of television movies, actually more movies. So this is a special Star Trek Picard movie and TV collection. Uh, I, I think probably uh, preceding or on the heels of the appearance of the new Picard series over on uh, CBS All Access uh, that, that's coming up sometime soon if it's not already out there. No, I, I guess it's still coming up. Uh, they decided to sort of collect these together. What you get here are uh, all four of the uh, next-gen-oriented movies, uh, including uh, Star Trek Nemesis, Insurrection, First Contact, and Generations. And then you get two feature-length episodes of the television series, mm-hmm. uh, Next Gen, Chain of Command, and The Best of Both Worlds. Uh, everything has commentary tracks on it, and uh, look if you, if you if you're a Picard fan and sort of complete this, this is a pretty neat thing to have. You also get a feature length uh, TV episode guide here, and a few other nicks and uh, and necks on on the Blu-ray. So uh, for Picard fans, Star Trek Picard, the movie and TV collection, uh, right there, all four movies and a couple of long television episodes. The King of Queens to complete series. My wife loved this series. Uh, the the King of Queens uh, just just adored it completely. Drove me crazy. Yeah. It drove me crazy until well, I kind of gave up, and I just said, "You know what? Yeah. Okay, fine. He's he's fat and funny. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm on board with Kevin James. Yeah, that's, that's good. what he is. He became a movie star anyway. All 207 uh, episodes from nine seasons. It's here. Not a lot of special uh, material, but you know, all the shows. I, and I have to say, my favorite part, and I hope he does it again this year. My favorite part of award season voting of Lafka voting is when Todd Gilchrist. <laughs> Puts puts Kevin James into his nominees. I love that. Uh, yeah, he, That's he, hysterical. Even if he hasn't been in a movie. Yeah. Uh, season the Simpsons season nineteen. They season nineteen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're at season uh, thirty. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons started in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So season thirty is where we are. This is season nineteen. So this will be not on Blu ray though. Not on Blu ray. No. This is because they want you for high def. They want you to subscribe to uh, the new Disney Channel. They ah. Want you to subscribe to Disney Plus. So this is a teaser. It's a teaser. Uh, uh, for that season. Yeah, uh, some special features here. Uh, lots of uh, commentary tracks. So this will be from around, around the middle two thousands. It's when season nineteen would have been, I think, something like that. Anyway, um, uh, so season nineteen on DVD, The Simpsons. A few special features there. Um, the reboot of Mystery Science Theater three thousand rebooted back in, uh, in, in which um, is canceled now. Is which is canceled now. Yeah. Yeah, got a few got a few seasons out. Of, took it up to season twelve, which is what this would be. Uh, uh, the, the Gauntlet. Uh, hey, look, these guys doing the thing that they do. Um, uh, Patton Oswalt was the only interesting yeah. thing yeah. about about what was going on there. And from uh, the holiday pop up collection, here some British mystery series with. 
Christmas themes. Each one of these I have a Christmas scene from a regular sort of British uh, television series, Midsummer Murders, a uh, wonderful series, been on for years, uh, following uh, a, a detective uh, solving crimes in the very British small town of Midsummer. This one is set during Christmas um, a, as the DI, Detective Charlie Nelson, uh, arrives and tries to figure out what's going on with these murders at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the Broken Wood Mysteries, another Christmas episode. Episode here um, uh, with a couple of cops trying to figure out what the heck is going on uh, in this town. In this case, it's Detective Inspector Mike Shepard uh, who arrives in this small little uh, British town in uh, the heart of Christmas and tries to figure out who's killing whom. Mm. And then we have a lovely sort of Agatha Christie, uh, the Miss Fisher's murder mystery series. I always love this series. It's just so dazzling, set in the 20s. All the clothes are fabulous, and Miss Fisher is just so bon vivant. Uh, and again, this is an episode set during Christmas time. Nice. Miss Fisher goes out and tries to figure out uh, who's doing all that killing. All of these are really a lot of fun. Nice little thin package uh, with a few special edition, uh, special features on each one of them. Miss Fisher's murder mystery. And we have another giveaway. We haven't reviewed this yet, but uh, Paramount also is making available the uh, George Clooney Catch-22 available. Two copies were given away on DVD. Go ahead and send us an email to the usual. Uh, uh, gods at CineGods and Gods at DigiGods.com with Catch. Catch is the word that gets you into that competition. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that on a future show. But you know what? It's good. Catch-22 is kind of hard to, to do wrong. I'm going to go through five uh, Christmas titles now, all live action. And these are the ones that are actually really, they're, they're all kind of sweet, uh, varying degrees of sweet. They all have varying degrees of beautiful people in them. You never have a Christmas movie with ugly people. You ever notice that? They never, they never go and get someone who's just completely uh, obese and deformed and mm. balding. And it, it, these Christmas, these romances and all the rest of them, they're always about beautiful people. It's not Christmas if they're not pretty. Uh, so we've got uh, Christmas on the Range, uh, starring Aaron Cahill, Nicholas Gonzalez, and, so that you don't think that uh, it's completely devoid of anyone meaningful, Lindsay Wagner and A. Martinez. Oh, Lindsay Wagner. And A. Martinez, who doesn't age. Uh, isn't that amazing? A. Martinez has yeah. looked the same for 50 years. Yeah, How the hell old is he? Uh, he's got to be at least in his... Uh, he's got to be 60 He's got to be 60, middle 60s. Good grief. He looks so good. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got you know he's got white hair and he's, yeah. he's sporting he's sporting a, a goatee but he, but, but in this the, thing, but, but the, he still looks great. Yeah, right he looks there. terrific, and Lindsay <laughs> Wagner looks great. Uh, but ultimately, this is you know Aaron Cahill and Nicholas Gonzalez having uh, having a lovely romance in the snow in the mountains, and uh, there it is. You know, it's a uh, it, it's just, it's it's gooey, but it's fine. It has cast interviews and behind the scenes stuff. Um, a Snow White Christmas which is kind of like a modern variation on the Snow White tale, uh, all wrapped up as a Christmas movie. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of uh, adorable how they really try to just mutilate this and somehow come out <laughs> the, the front door on it. But it is, it's got its moments. It's got a really sweet cast. Michelle Randolph, Carol Hennessy, Liam McNeil, Colt Pratt's. Um, all of whom have done things that you've seen them in. You've seen them on TV. You'll recognize their faces, even if you don't recognize their names. Um, yeah, it is shockingly sweet. It really is. It's shockingly sweet, uh, especially the uh, the candied apple that substitutes for the uh, the Snow White apple. Uh, if you like country, boy, you're going to love Country Christmas Album, uh, which has another one of those taglines that I just love. I got to do this with my country music voice. Music brought them together. Can love make it last? 
the worst tagline ever. Music brought them <laughs> together. Can love make it last? Anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's another one of those kind of generic uh, Christmas romances, except with people who play guitar and sing country music. Hannah Barefoot, Evan Gamble, Taylor Bedford, Valerie Jane Parker um, round out the uh, the kind of middling cast, but sweet story. Uh, this one is completely bonkers, and uh, you sometimes have to wonder, what do they come up How do they come up with this stuff? And yet, somehow, it kind of sort of works. Um, the it, It's taking off from um, Elf, obviously, the Will Ferrell classic, and um, sticking the costume around an attractive young woman in Elfette Saves Christmas. Now, it's not related to Elf. They don't, the word Elf and it is not copywritten, and Elfette certainly isn't. So they're, wake, they're welcome to uh, kind of pillage that whole concept however they want. It's really cheap, um, but uh, it, it still is kind of, it's sort of charming in its ambitions that it can't quite pull off. So comes marginally recommended. Uh, it's about a, you know, a, a, an attractive female elf who's on vacation and uh, then suddenly finds that Santa Claus has been kidnapped by the mafia in New York. That is literally the plot. And so she has to save Santa from uh, the mafia. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's silly, but you know what? It's got its heart in the right place. And then we also have from Mill Creek a uh, collection of uh, five different Christmas movies all in one, all of them originally on from Lifetime. They are all effectively interchangeable. You could watch several days' worth of these Lifetime movies, and uh, they will all <laughs> yeah. kind of blur together, and you'll mix and match cast members, and you'll go, remember, didn't that one have? No, those two people have never been in the same Lifetime movie. You know what's funny about those movies sometimes? If, if you watch them for a long time, you can see people eight, so like Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. You can watch the arc of Olivia Newton-John when she was the young ingenue in the movies, and then yeah. you see her become the mother in the movies, yeah. and now she's the grandmother in yeah. the Lifetime movies. I'm yeah. like, what the hell is going on? I know. It's crazy. So these are uh, The Christmas Contract with Hilary Burton and Robert Buckley. And honestly, these movies launch careers. Yeah. These are people like, I will take a Lifetime starring role anytime. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Mitchell and Stephen Coletti in Hometown Christmas, which is basically the same movie. Christmas on the Bayou. Uh, Wish Upon a Christmas and uh, Christmas in Mississippi. Kind of like Christmas in Mississippi the best, to be honest. Uh, that's got Faith Ford and Barry Bostwick in it. And anything that has <laughs> Barry, Barry Bostwick, Bostwick, I'm all for, man. Barry Bostwick just Love keeps Barry. on working, keeps Barry. on working it. It's really Barry. terrific. Uh, Hometown Christmas is kind of kind of sort of cute, too. It's uh, Melissa Gilbert is in that one and uh, elevates it slightly. Uh, two animated Christmas movies here. One was actually nominated for Emmy Awards. This was the Netflix Angela's Christmas, which is really very sweet. Uh, I, I have some issues with the animation. I don't think it's quite all that. But honestly, it's um, it's got some wonderful, wonderful um, writing in it. It really is. This is from Brown Bag Films. And uh, the... Boy, it was... What's, is that a... uh, that's, uh, th th those would be the gardeners out there. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah, he's, he's taking care of the oh, plants out there. Just that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, I was He'll wondering. be done in a moment. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. fine. It's, it, it's <laughs> keeping it real. Uh, anyway, this also has uh, the making of Angela's Christmas on it and a few other things. But the, the voices, the voice work on here is terrific. Most notably, Ruth Nega and Brian Gleason. Yeah. Um, uh, really, really terrific. And uh, these are the, if, the, if the, the animation looks a little bit Doc McStuffins-y, some of the same animators worked on it. Uh, 
The other animated title here is Elf Pets, a Fox Cubs Christmas Tale. And uh, this is from the people who did Elf on the Shelf, and it has a very similar animation style. It's a little bit stiff, but the animals are cute. And um, th this is all about uh, the, the there's, a, there's a, well, how do we even put this? So there's uh, these Arctic fox cubs who uh, have to go on this adventure that is, um, oh gosh, it gives. It, there's too much to give away. Yeah. Suppose let's just say let's just say it's about these 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 fox cubs, which are shockingly huge when you see them next to elves. They look like they, they look like polar bears. They're really it's kind of freakish. But these these snow foxes uh, have this really wonderful adventure that is almost worthy of a Rankin Bass tale. So yeah. it's it's worth it's, it's worth checking out. Elf pets, a fox cubs Christmas tale. Good company. And then the last two here are both classics. Um, the uh, the first one is it is from the Olive Signature line, Leo McCary's Bells of St. Mary's with Bing Crosby and Ingrid Bergman. Uh, a lovely, lovely film. Still holds up from 1945. If you know that this is right at the end of World War II, it is so much more meaningful, too. This thing was nominated for eight Academy Awards and uh, deserved every single one of them. It's, uh, it is a really, truly beautiful film, one of the best performances that Bing Crosby ever did. Um, it is, it's, this, it's sort of a sequel to Going My Way. Um, he won the Oscar for Going My Way for playing uh, the uh, part of Father O'Malley, which he reprises here. And um, it's really delightful. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, perfect Christmas uh, movie to go along with all the other old classic Christmas tales. And it's a great new addition from Olive Signature. And then the last one, uh, Dick Powell and Ellen Drew in Christmas in July, written and directed by Preston Sturges in 1940. One of the all-time great Preston Sturges movies. This is from Kino Lorber and their Studio Classics line. Uh, and I, I got to be honest with you, I am I have seen so much Dick Powell lately. Tim yeah. knows why. Yeah. I won't get into why. Yeah. But I've seen at least 13 Dick Powell movies in just the last month and a half, and I'm a... I'm up to here with Dick Powell. No, I can, I've been listening, <laughs> listening to a lot of Dick Powell on the old time radio network. Oh, he did you tons of the, that. All, all the you blacky, all those blacky yeah, uh, radio dramas and stuff like that. I've been listening to a lot of Dick. Yeah, Dick. It, Dick was people don't. I don't think people today really appreciate just what a ubiquitous figure Dick Powell was. Yeah, in the, yeah. from from about 1931 to about 1942 or three, and then he started being a bad guy in westerns. Yeah, and he and he did a little TV, and he kind of tried to to crusty up his image because he was this crooner in all these musicals in the 1930s. Very bon vivant, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, he was just always wearing. He was the he was the fun guy with the straw hat and a bow tie who'd come into town and he'd woo that girl by singing her a song. Anyway, that's who he is in Christmas in July. But Preston Sturges keeps him. Keeps him under wraps. It's really, really a very sweet film, and it's it's one of the it's one of the really under uh, 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 severely underrated Preston Sturges movies, and it's short. Mm. Tim, you're gonna love this. Sixty seven. This is what I'm talking about. That's filmmaking, baby. There you go. Uh, tell that story. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, I got these two two RoboCop uh, yeah. boxes. Wade, best I can tell. Um, uh, so these uh, both RoboCop nineteen uh, nineteen uh, yeah. eighty seven, of course. Uh, so you have one's a steel book. One's a steel. One has the steel book, in it, but they're both uh, disc one, director's cut, yep. uh, 4K. These the, both 4K restorations. Disc two, uh, the original theatrical cut, and then there's that 80-page uh, limited edition collector's edition book 
featuring a new writing uh, you know, by you know several people on film. So, um, generally speaking, what do you what do you think here, Wade? What is the rec- recommendation? The movies I'm, you're getting the same movies. Yeah, uh, and, but but I, I you know I mean the Steel Book is is heavier in somebody's stocking. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you you really don't have to get the steel book. I mean, you get the you get the booklet with the with the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it depends if the, it depends on who you're giving a gift to. Depends yeah. who you're giving the gift yeah, to. You want, you want one box is a bit heftier with yeah. that with that with that eighty. Yeah. Do they do they want a steel book or do they want the little uh, the little uh, souvenir booklet in there? I mean, you still get the theatrical cut and the director's cut. Yeah, uh, it's all the same. Same exact four K restoration. Yeah, it's the same stuff. But uh, you know what? Hey, man, you can't go wrong with Robocop. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. I ducked this little movie, which didn't do very well when it came out. Uh, Pop star, never stop popping. <laughs> Uh, a Sham, a Sandberg movie, uh, and it you know it did okay, but it's becoming something of a cult sort of so kind of like it's Big weird. Lebowski, yeah. Uh, but you know, for Walk for, Hard for, is another one. That's another one, yeah. Just yeah. Generation Down didn't do that well, but they stick around, and you, you see them sort of creeping back into the culture. This was a really really funny movie to me. I was send up of a sort of boy band, uh, uh, Justin Bieber uh, sort of culture with Adam Sandler playing a sort of Justin Bieber like character. Some of the funniest dialogue ever. The very the very title to me is funny. Pop star never stop. Poppin', I'm sorry, that cracked me up. Uh, special features here include audio commentary with Andy and uh, several other people, deleted scenes, music videos, a gag reel, uh, interviews and outtakes, bonus footage, and more, 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 more. Uh, Popstar, limited edition, still book packaging. That's what you get with that. Rock and roll high, rock and roll high. This is the 40th anniversary edition of Rock and Roll High, which came out in 1979, which is the year that I graduated from high school. Uh, and I remember the day that my wife and I, uh, my girlfriend then, and I went to see this movie <laughs> and uh, as I was getting ready to go off to the Air Force after graduating from high school. This is a new 4K scan from the original camera negative. Uh, you got a, a booklet, Class of 1979, 40 Years of Rock and Roll High. Uh, it, it, this is just a neat movie. It's a throwback for folks from that era. Um, featuring all kinds of neat people. Joe Dante, one of the uncredited directors uh, on the film, uh, Vincent Van Padden. Clint Howard again popping up. Clint Howard popping up in a movie again. He, he, he just comes, he shows up in everything. He has never know when he's going to be yeah. there. Dick Miller and everybody in, in this movie. Fantastic Rock and Roll High from 1979, 40th year anniversary. If you remember that, check it cool out. Steel, a, lot of, a lot of steel books. Now. A lot of That's steel the, books in those. I know. Um, this big ass box here, this big ass Scarface yeah. box, right? uh, 4K Ultra HD Scarface. What the hell is this thing? With the, the original, with the original Scarface, uh, the Paul Mooney Scarface is a bonus on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The the, uh, the 1932 film, of yeah. course. And so you got you got uh, several different versions of the film here: uh, the digital, Blu-ray, uh, 4K. Uh, and and just so and much the, stuff. But what it, the hell is that thing? That is the world is yours uh, sculpture that he has in his, in his office. In the, in the with, office back there, right when they when they raid him at the end. It's, okay, it's the it's the big yeah. With, it's the, a really, with all the the, the, the no one's, and no one's ever gonna put that out on display. You'll <laughs> look like a total dork if people come over and go, oh, you've got the uh, the Scarface sculpture in plastic. <laughs> you must you have bought the four K thing, or somebody gave it to you for Christmas. Oh well, nevertheless, what are they gonna do? Bonus features, thirty uh, fifth anniversary. Uh, uh, a reunion uh, featuring uh, 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 conversations with everybody from De Palma to Michelle Pfeiffer to Stephen Bauer and, and, uh, and all of this stuff. Anyway, this is a Scarface fan, big box of all kind of wacky stuff, so I imagine uh, 
potheads and would-be drug dealers every place <laughs> will be buying <laughs> this collection oh, of three versions of Scarface. Yeah, it's fantastic. So we got more giveaways uh, from the good people at Eagle Vision. We've got a couple of really, really terrific ones. The um, the Cure did two concerts in uh, 2018 in London. And uh, both of them are on this set. Two live shows, London, summer 2018, The Cure. Uh, and uh, we're giving away, the, these are both on Blu-ray. Two Blu-rays in, uh, in each set. We're giving away two of these from the Meltdown Festival in Hyde Park. That's where the shows were. And uh, just send us the email to the usual with the word cure in the subject line. Cure will get you into competition for these Blu-rays of these two Cure concerts from uh, 2018 in London. It's really great. And then we also have Imagine by John and Yoko. Uh, Give me some truth. The making of the Imagine album. This is a Blu-ray. We talked about this earlier in the year. This is a Blu-ray on the making of Imagine. It is wonderful. Um, tons of stuff on here, including uh, bonus features. And uh, we're giving away two of these on Blu-ray, courtesy of uh, the people at Eagle Vision. Just uh, put the word Yoko in the subject line. Yoko gets you into competition for these. And then we are also going to give away five copies, courtesy of Lionsgate, of The Weekend by Stella McGee. Starring uh, Sashir Zamata, Tone Bell, DeWanda Wise, and Yolanda Noel, and Kim Whitley. I so enjoyed that movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It is a really sweet film. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to see Sashir Zamata finally getting a, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting a shot. Out of Saturday Night Live. She's yeah. very, very funny in She's that movie. She's really, really, really good here. She's really terrific. And uh, we're giving away five of these. We're going to give a shout-out to the director, uh, Stella McGee. We're going to just put Stella mm. in the subject Stella. line. And we're going to give away five copies of the Blu-ray of The Weeknd, which was a really, really fun film earlier in the year. Uh, still talking about some TV. I want to talk about some Ultraman. Yeah. Ultraman is back. I grew up on Ultraman, a steady Ultraman. diet of Ultraman. If if you were my age and you walked up to a friend and you did this cross with your hands, <laughs> you crossed your hands like that, and somebody did not know what you uh, were doing, they were uncool. How come at the end of every Ultraman, the end of every Ultraman, you, yeah. the, 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 red, the light on the, the chest yeah, is blinking, yeah. blinking, 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 as he is fighting some creature, and, and the, will Ultraman yeah. survive, and you, you will have to fly up to the sun to re-energize? And at the end of every one, I was always afraid he was going to die. I know. At the end of every I was one. too. Yeah. I was too. So, so here's what we got first. We got three Steelbooks, the original three Ultraman series. The original three. This is all from, uh, from Mill Creek, and God bless them. These are fantastic, beautiful Steelbooks. Uh, if you know a person who's a crazy Ultraman fanatic, they're going to want all three of these. Because I never realized that the, the series that started it was not Ultraman. Ultraman was the second series. Mm. The first was Ultra Q. That was the very, very first series. And Ultra Q is facet is really really fascinating. So, um, a special effects guy, Ig Tsuburaya, uh, came out of all of the Godzilla movies, you know, Rodan Mothra and all that. He had worked for Toho and he'd done all that stuff. And he started his own company. And the first thing that they did was a twenty-eight episode series called Ultra Q, which uh, was a black and white show that centered around this photographer. And uh, a and, and a pilot, and they had to go and investigate all of these strange things, kind of uh, X Files style, right? 
and it's and that's basically what it was. It was uh, it was it was a, a very much an X Files kind of monster show. It brought all of these Toho monsters and the idea of monsters and and uh, kaiju to television, and uh, eventually the, the Ultraman was a spinoff of this because these monsters would have come back and they'd make appearances in the Ultraman. Exactly movies, right. Mm-hmm. So this was a a huge huge hit. Uh, and it enabled him to go on and do Ultraman specifically as the next series and to bring a lot of those monsters back. And then Ultraman was such a huge hit that there was a third series called uh, Ultraman Ultra 7. And uh, these, in turn, have given way to more recent shows, which we also have two copies of here, which is the... Uh, these are... these are uh, This is Ultraman... Uh, Geed, uh, the movie, and Ultraman Orb, the movie, along with their respective series. And so uh, these I'm not that familiar with, but uh, I hear people really, really love them, and they're much more elaborate. The costumes are more elaborate. The effects are more elaborate. The storylines are more elaborate. Uh, so, you know, if you if you know an Ultraman fan, you're going to want to really load them up. But the, the, the golden stuff here are the first three series, Ultra Q, Ultraman and Ultra Set, Ultraman's, uh, Ultraman, Ultraman, Ultra Seven. Uh, those are the three. They're all steel books. They're gorgeous. And uh, then the other two are the more recent ones: Ultraman Orb, complete series and movie, uh, and Ultraman Geed, uh, complete series and movie. And uh, I'm gonna have to bone up on these because I just don't mm. know the the new stuff that well. But it's a lot of it's it's you know Ultraman is just a I, I don't, I'm surprised that there hasn't been an attempt to make a, a, a feature, a feature yeah. here in Hollywood. Yeah. Live Ultraman. action feature Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. I guess Considering how many Godzillas we've done. I yeah. know, right? Yeah. Makes, makes more sense. Uh, okay, a uh, little bit of stuff here. Uh, some movie collections, some movie packs here, including the Fly Collection, a collection of all of the Fly features, including the 1958 uh, original film, the Fly, starring Vin- Vincent Price, of course, uh, uh, and then The Return of the Fly, uh, continuing uh, the story with uh, his son, continuing his father's work, Curse of the Fly. Uh, uh, so all of those films, the original Fly. Then, of course, the 1986 uh, reinvention it's of the Fly. It's going to be a hell of a Christmas uh, watching oh, Fly movies. Uh, <laughs> with Jeff Goldblum uh, and the wonderful Gina Davis, which was really a creepy, creepy film, which sort of uh, brought in the, uh, those, those sort of practical Cronenbergian yeah. effects, all that goo and stuff like that yep. sort of prior to the CGI evolution, yep. which of course is the way it would be done now. Uh, no, they built things and contraptions and, and goo and ooze and, and all that kind of stuff to sort of do that fly. And it made for a very, very creepy movie uh, in some ways, uh, you know, better than, uh, well, better than some of the original fly stuff. Um, Mel Brooks, by the way, was one of the producers of that 1986 to fly. Uh, no which is really, yeah, no, really? which is really interesting. Wow. Uh, lots of audio commentaries here, documentaries, um, uh, deleted scenes from uh, the 1986 film, uh, and uh, the biography of Vincent Price from the, the earlier films. The Fly Collection, everything you want about The Fly. Another collection here, the Anne Bancroft Collection, which is just a wonderful, wonderful thing, the exquisite Anne Bancroft. This goes all the way back to 1952, uh, Don't Bother to Knock, The Miracle Worker, of course, and... Uh, 1962, The Pumpkin Eater, 64. The Graduate, of course, from 1967, playing opposite Dustin Hoffman, who, of course, was only a couple of years older than her, uh, younger than her. 
uh, I should say. They, they were all roughly in the same general age, age range. Yeah, and this, yeah, but he was you know getting away with that youth youthful face that he had at the time. Fats, so one of the funniest movies ever from 1980, and of course, to be or not to be, working with her husband in 1983, Agnes of God, uh, the film that gave us the wonderful uh, Marley Matlin, I believe. Um, uh, and uh, Marley Matlin, right? Yeah, uh, right. Ag- no, Agnes of God was. Um, what am I thinking? No, that's Children of a Lesser God. Children of a Lesser God. Agnes, Agnes of, of God, God was, uh, was uh, Jane uh, Jane Fonda. Uh, no, and Jane Fonda and uh, Meg Tilly. And Meg Tilly, yeah. yeah. Uh, who, We're getting all of our own. Yeah, all of our <laughs> from, from, from the day. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and uh, eighty four Sharon Crossroad um, uh, from nineteen eighty. Five or six or seven or something, something like, like that, that yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So this is just a fantastic collection for Anne Baycroft. Features all kinds of bonus material, including a 20-page booklet. And this box that has a portrait of Anne on it, uh, that's so, so beautiful. classic, beautiful portrait so beautiful. of her. I will, I will never forget when we gave – you weren't in Lafka yet, so I don't think – you were there when we gave it to Arthur Penn. Yeah. We gave Arthur Penn the uh, Career Achievement Award. Anne Bancroft came to actually present it to him. Mm. So beautiful. And as soon as she walks up, so elegant, and gets behind the microphone, her freaking husband, <laughs> Mel Brooks, f- right there from the from the audience, show us your legs. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, uh, uh, like, you just can't get enough. That it's was a beautiful marriage. Brilliant. Uh, brilliant. The Daniel Craig collection, some Bond movie stuff here. Two mo- two Bond movies. I mean, it's all the Bond movies uh, in, in both yeah. versions. So you got the 4K Ultra HD, and you have the Blu-ray. Of all of the films on two separate discs, yep. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, uh, uh, and let's be honest, Spectra. They're they're basically trying to prime people for the new film. Well, and, this and is and a marketing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, it's great. You, but you, you know, you gotta you, you have to have that ultra uh, that 4K in order to, to get any yeah. benefit out of those. Yeah. Nevertheless, there it is. All that kind of stuff. All kinds of great bonus material on it as well. Funny, funny. Daniel has that movie out right now. Uh, Knives Out. Did you see Knives Out? I did see Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know the problem. With the, here's the thing: Knives Out, Ryan Johnson, God mm-hmm. love him, good filmmaker. It's a, it's a smart idea. I think it's cute trying to do a kind of Agatha Christie murder by death thing. I think we're overdue to get one of those all star things. I love the cast. Well, Brand, Brand had the the one that he did. You know, uh, true, which is legit Agatha Christie. Yeah, uh, this Orient is, Express. You know, yeah. Um, but but here's the thing: if you're gonna do that, you got to be up to the task. And uh, sure, I I love. The way it's shot, I love the concept, I love the characters, but it doesn't stick the landing. Once yeah. they start explaining uh, things, yeah, yeah, doesn't, yeah, doesn't hold together. There and there, and you have a problem. Uh, 80th anniversary of some original Abbott and Costello films, all 28 on original Blu-ray. on Blu-ray Costello love films, this family, including the wonderful uh, who's on first uh, yeah. routine, uh, which I never noticed before. But uh, during that routine in the series, uh, yeah. when you see it in the series, and he's wearing the, uh, the, the an outfit. And they, they 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 do it a bunch of different yeah. times in a bunch of different places, but there's one in particular, and it's in this series here, uh, where Bud is standing there, uh, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, and they're doing that routine, and he's wearing a St. Louis Wolves oh no baseball oh, <laughs> uniform, that's, oh, that's which great. was a real which was a real yeah. uh, team that goes back in the day. Anyway, this is fantastic. Buck Privates, Who Done It, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, you name it, it's all there. Who's on fantastic. first? Uh, Twenty eight films, high definition on Blu-ray, looking fantastic. Audio commentaries from all kinds of people and a forty-four page booklet. Yay. So uh we got we got the mother of all giveaways now. Everything we've given away so far pales in comparison to what I'm about to tell you. This is this is PBS has gone nuts. We said to them, Hey, got anything you might want to give away for our uh, for our fans? PBS knocked it out of the park. So we love PBS. 
So here's what we're doing. Gonna go, we're going to roll through all of this, just one title after another. You're going to want to make some notes here. Uh, Endeavor. If you like the Endeavor show, you are going to go nuts here. We are giving away five copies of Endeavor, the complete sixth season on uh, on Blu-ray with Sean Evans and Roger Allen. Uh, we're giving away five copies of that. And uh, just write Endeavor in the uh, in the subject line. Spell it correctly, please. It is Endeavor, O-U-R, E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R. Get that E-A and that O-U in there. That'll, uh, that'll get you in for Endeavor. Uh, then we also have 10 copies of Unforgotten, the complete second season also on Blu-ray. Uh, just write Unforgotten in there. Unforgotten. And that'll get you in the role in the uh, the running for the complete second season of Unforgotten from PBS uh, and Masterpiece Mystery with Sanjeev Bhaskar and uh, Nicola Walker. This was a really, really cool show. Um, if you didn't see Unforgotten, definitely very, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and next we have... Five copies of Man in an Orange Shirt from Masterpiece as well with David Giassi and Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um, do Orange. Orange will get you into the running for that one. Orange will get you into the running for one of those five copies. Uh, we also have five copies of Sex, Lies, and Butterflies, which is a documentary from Nature. It's on Blu-ray. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful. Look at the incredible world of butterflies. Uh, Absolutely terrific. Uh, So just do butterflies, plural. Butterflies gets you into that one. And uh, then next we've got, and we got a whole bunch more of these, five copies of the complete fourth season of uh, Masterpiece Mysteries' Grant Chester, also Ah. on Blu-ray. Grant Chester with James Norton, Robson Green, Tom Brittany. Um... Just put mystery for that one. Mystery will get you into uh, into the competition for Grant Chester. Uh, and then this one is really cool. Two copies on Blu-ray of Masterpieces Les Miserables, the oh. production of Les Miserables, with uh, Dominic West, David Oyelowo, and Lily Collins. Really, really uh, a fascinating version of that. Have you seen the uh, the new version, the French uh, oh, yeah. con- contemporary? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Well, I it's, it's, it's great. And it's, and it's not really a contemporary version of Les Mis. It used this Les Mis as a jumping-off point ah. uh, to tell a very contemporary story about what you would know very well uh, uh, of that district in yeah. France, which is mostly black and Muslim now, yeah. and how the police, this, this squad of police, is, yeah. you know, so I think it's the, I think it's the French nomination for it is. It's the one they've submitted for the Oscars. Yeah, it won and it's considered. Con, what did it win? It won something. Uh, it, it won something. Yeah. I mean, uh, Parasite has to be the odds-on favorite for the yeah. foreign language film yeah, this Korean. year, but you never know because no Korean film has ever won, and only two Asian films have ever won previously. Mm. So uh, you know, that's I'm I'm always skeptical as to whether or not that that group will will go out of their way to award an Asian film, mm. but they've surprised me in the past. Uh, anyway, for for one of the two copies of Les Miserables with Dominic West and David Oyelowo and Lily Collins, uh, go ahead and put Hugo in the line, as in Victor Hugo. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have five copies apiece of four, no, five different DVD sets. So five more giveaways from PBS. They've done uh, a number here. Uh, on DVD, the complete second season of Frankie Drake Mysteries. 
Uh, go ahead and put Drake to make yourself eligible for that one. Drake will get you in for the second season on DVD of Frankie Drake Mysteries. I truly couldn't believe it when this box showed up. I was yeah. like, can you, do you have a few things to spare for giveaways? This giant thing shows up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, season five of the Great British, uh, Great British Baking Show. goes without saying. Briti- don't eat British food, but eat anything British pastry. <laughs> yes. The stuff they bake is amazing. Season five of the Great British Baking Show. Bake, B-A-K-E, will get you eligible for that giveaway. And then... Uh, we have for kids, Nature Cat and Mr. Hyde from PBS Kids. Really fun. My daughter doesn't watch a lot of this, but she's seen it on occasion. It's cute. It's a little extreme, but it, it for certain kids, it's uh, they'll, they'll totally vibe on it. Uh, four different stories of Nature Cat and Mr. Hyde. Uh, go ahead and put Cat, C-A-T, for the kids. We're giving away five of those. And then the last two here, connect to movies generally. We've got... Mr. Rogers in the news again, mm, all over the place. Yeah, they have. Uh, did, you, did you get to see it? Yeah, I did. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a lovely movie. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, That's uh, another uh, one uh, that'll be uh, high uh, in the Oscar the, race. The Tom Hanks film we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, Tom Hanks film. Uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, and they also have 300 episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood now available on the PBS streaming app. Oh, free, fantastic. Just free. Just watch some, watch yourself some old Mr. Rogers, and show your kids why he was so awesome. And uh, otherwise, you can get this Blu-ray, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day collection. 30 classic episodes from 79 to 2001. Absolutely beautiful. You see him age over that period of time, and yeah. he just ages beautifully, and uh, you, you do really gain an appreciation for what an amazing uh, figure he was, just culturally, socially, in every conceivable way. What an amazing man. Really uh, made his mark. And the movie is a wonderful tribute, too. So for that... Just and you want to enter that Rogers, R O G E R S will get you in the running for the uh, It's a Beautiful Day collection. And then lastly, the word is women, and the movie is Little Women. Oh. This is another masterpiece production with Emily Watson, Michael Gambon, and Angela Lansbury. Rather enjoyed that one. It was beautiful. Yeah, better than the one mm. that is out now. Yeah. Uh, th- I don't think this is better than the um, Winona Ryder. Um, the, the, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. which I'm going to talk about here in a second. The the Gillian uh, Armstrong uh, movie, but it's quite good. And it's also longer. This one's like three hours long. So ah. this is a richer uh, elaboration on the, on the story. But uh, Emily Watson, absolutely terrific. So this is this is wonderful. It is uh, it is a very very good telling of the story, and uh, it's British. Yes. That's the interesting thing. It's an American story, but it's <laughs> with done the, by the Brits. The British guys, yeah. And they did a, they did a better job of it. Women will get you in the running for one of those five. So again, Endeavor, Unforgotten, Orange, Butterflies, Mystery. Hugo, Drake, Bake, Cat, Rogers, and Women. Those are the words that get you in the running for all of these amazing PBS giveaways. And that brings us down to the final few titles of our holiday show. Um, A great twofer here from Mill Creek, uh, double feature. The only thing that holds these two together is that they're based on best-selling books. It is uh, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette starring Kirsten Dunst and Winona Ryder in the 1994 Little Women uh, by uh, uh, Australian director Gillian Armstrong, which, to my mind, is still the definitive film. Mm. Uh, It's two hours long. It's tight, but it really gets the essence of the book. It is a wonderful, wonderful cast. Uh, Winona Ryder and uh, 
Gabrielle Byrne is in it, Trini Alvarito, uh, Susan Sarandon, Eric Stoltz, uh, Kirsten Dunst. It's really, it's you know, Samantha Mathis. It's really a lovely, lovely movie. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a Blu-ray double feature. And uh, I think it's great. You don't even need Marie Antoinette on this. Just get it for Little Women. Because yeah, that yeah. film just totally holds up. Kirsten Dunst crosses over both She things. does. Yeah. 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 And then Spirited Away from Studio Ghibli. Uh, this is a beautiful limited edition collector set. It will not fit on the shelf comfortably with anything else because it's square. <laughs> That'll drive some people crazy. But Shout Factory really, really nailed it with this. It's, it's fantastic. It has a bonus uh, audio CD soundtrack. 40-page uh, book storyboards, um, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff as well, including TV spots. This won an Academy Award, I want to point out. This was the first year that they had the best animated film at the Academy Awards, and this won it. It wasn't Disney. It wasn't Pixar. It was an anime. Yeah. uh, By Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we gave him our uh, Career Achievement Award last year, very deservedly. Spirited Away is a beautiful, beautiful movie, beautiful story, fantastic fantasy with a little girl in the middle of it. And uh, really, uh, just completely magical. Our colleague, our colleague Joe Morgenstern, says nothing less than magical on the oh, back right of on this. The back of it? Love Joe. There's somebody else who's ageless. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you how old Joe is, but he hasn't <laughs> aged in like the yeah. 10 years that I've yeah. known him, 15 yeah. years I've known him. Uh, and then we're going to wrap things out with three really terrific titles here. Um, Fritz Long, kind of enjoying a, a bit of an anniversary and a, and a career renaissance this year. This is a 12-disc collection of all of his silent stuff. And it is, it is truly amazing and epic. And uh, this is the uh, 100th anniversary of the beginning of his silent film career. Uh, and the films here include Metropolis, Die Nibelungen, Spies, Dr. Mabuza the Gambler, Destiny, The Spiders, Woman in the Moon, Four Around the Woman, Harakiri, The Wandering Shadow, and The Plague of Florence. This is arguably the most impressive uh, body of work from the silent era of any filmmaker. And I include Chaplin and Keaton, who did some wonderful work and some very funny and epic films. But the breadth of filmmaking that you see in in Fritz Long's career, the breadth of the themes, Mm. the pioneering techniques, the the use of special effects, all of that stuff, really, I I would argue that uh, Fritz Long probably was the single most influential in terms of what we see today in movies, the most influential filmmaker of the silent era. Absolutely. Yeah. And Kino has just killed it with this beautiful box set. The silent films, Fritz Long, um, you got to get it. You got to get this. It's got to be on the shelf. It's just too important. And then the last two, Criterion. Um, this doesn't come out until December 10th, but I'm going to mention it right now anyway because this is one of the most important Criterion releases of all time. It is 1991's Vim Vender's film Until the End of the World, the complete uncut version of it. This is the director-approved two-Blu-ray special edition, all 287 minutes of this movie. When it was released originally... It was a little bit of a mess, and it felt like it was rushed and truncated and unfocused. 287 minutes of Until the End of the World might sound really insane, mm. because that is just shy of five hours. Yeah. Okay? That's, that's, that's four hours and 47-some and minutes. This is amazing. It really, really is amazing. You need to see this. It is the complete director's cut. No... The uh, the you, you do not need to ever see the the truncated original release cut ever again. Mm. Uh, it just it's it's unimportant and meaningless, and it and it pales in comparison to this. 
and gobs of extras here, which include a new interview with vendors all about the soundtrack and how he chose all the songs on it. And it's really, really very interesting. And um, there's also a Japanese show on here that's all about the uh, high-definition sequences, which were a big deal at the time. And then some vintage behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, you know, a 1993 interview with them vendors about shooting in Australia, stuff like that. It's pretty great. Yeah. Now, the last thing we're going to mention, I've been trying all year to get through this thing. The Criterion mega set of Ingmar Bergman's cinema. Ay, they. Uh... You could club someone to death with this. This weighs as much as this weighs as much as that that uh, Irishman coffee table book we were talking about earlier. This is effectively, <coughs> excuse me, everything that Ingmar Bergman ever made. In a beautiful is, black and white box. It's an incredible giant black and white box with a big booklet uh, that just goes through all the films in his career, and then a giant uh, book with sleeves for each and every single one of the films and all of their extras. This is. All on Blu-ray. This is really the definitive Ingmar Bergman volume. This is the only thing you ever need. It's the the end-all, be-all for any Bergman fan. And I just want to, Tim, look at look at that image. Yeah. From from the Virgin Spring, right just there on the cover. Absolutely booklet. exquisite. I mean, it's yeah. just it's amazing. It's a it's just so gorgeous. I don't, the only thing that would have improved this is if they had taken the book and given it a hardcover and made it a proper coffee table book. Yeah. It didn't, but it, yeah. But it, has, but it has the box. It has the box, which is, is close to it. And and this book is amazing. I mean, it, 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 it's essays and photographs and some of the best people that uh, you know write about film. Peter Cowie has written stuff in here. Michael Schrega, who's one of our, our colleagues in Lafka, wrote uh, on Shame and the Passion of Anna. Um, it, this is just a magnificent volume through and through. It has all the films by title referenced. And uh, one of my favorite essays in here is um, uh, on Persona, The Persistence of Persona by Thomas Elsacer. Uh, really just a beautiful, beautiful essay. Molly Haskell wrote on Fanny and Alexander. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really terrific. It's just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful set. The movies, of course, are incomparable, and the transfers are spectacular. Uh, they've been releasing these, and we've covered them intermittently, the individual releases one by one over the course of the year. But this is everything. This is it, including Bergman stuff that I don't even like, and I recommend this thing without qualification. Uh, if, you can, if you can find one and still afford it, man, it is, it is the mother of everything this year. So that's it. That's it for our holiday show. Um, Tim, what what are you what are you gonna do once we vote? What do the rest of your holidays look like? Well, let's see. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. I'm not going back to St. Louis. Oh, for you're the holidays. not? No, not going home oh. for, the, the, for, for the holidays this year. So I'm gonna be right here. Oh, well, good to know. Uh, bearing down, uh, taking care of some business, film stuff that I have to do, and and whatnot, uh, finishing up some stuff, and you know, and as in getting ready to start some new projects. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. fantastic. We will we will. So we are gonna go on uh, a bit of a hiatus now. Not sure when we'll be back. We need to get through our voting period, which is on. December. December 8th. Oh, lots of movies, so many movies. So many movies. And then uh, we both have film weeks around, uh, yeah. uh, I think on the 20th, we're recording film weeks, aren't we? Yes. Both of us. Yes. Different yes. shows. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I know I'm the, the Christmas show. We don't record the Christmas. It's a, it's a, it's a tape for, you know, whatever, yeah. for Christmas. But, I, we're gonna, but I'm the Christmas show. We're going to have to figure <laughs> out, uh, we got to talk to them about who, which, which of the two shows, because I'm on the 20th, you're on the 27th, and one and Christmas falls right between those, and yeah. they've got to let us know who's covering what. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they'll figure that out. that all up, yeah. All right. Very good. So we wish you all an incredibly, incredibly Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, mm-hmm. Happy Kwanzaa, whatever else it is that uh, that is on your radar, Happy New Year and all of that. We will be coming back before the New Year uh, at some point for 
for uh, cleanup on some some late arriving holiday titles and and gift suggestions in December. Not sure what day yet, but uh, we'll have a cleanup show sometime in December before we uh, we enter the historic mm. year of 2020. It's the yeah. 20s all over again. <laughs> I got to learn the Charleston in, in, in more ways than one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition, it's coming back. All right, have a terrific holiday, everybody. I don't know if there will be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year.